Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today, we're going to be talking about a highly controversial subject on hallucinogenic drugs. This one specifically, ayahuasca. The title of this podcast is called Ayahuasca, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. We're going to go in-depth, and we're just going to jump right in. This topic is one that's been coming into my mind quite a bit uh, as of past past few months actually and uh, you know I've, I've seen documentaries about it uh, I've seen a lot of buzz around it I see some ads I've seen chat groups talk about it um, I'll tell you why this is happening it's because the the purity wave that's washing through this reality it's expressing itself in many ways as this wave comes through, it creates a sense of urgency. It creates a sense of, say, wanting or desiring or just being all out, say, scared to do something about ourselves. To do, to go to a higher level, to awaken, to feel complete, to feel stabilized, whichever way that you want to go, or to create, say, potentiality. Because when things kind of crash or clarify, um, that's where most of the abundance happens, whether it's physical abundance, like most millionaires are made um, after a crash, financial crash. Most spiritual awakening is made after, say, a crash. So it's a fantastic opportunity as this wave washes through to take advantage of the opportunity, the situation that's coming through as the frequencies, the fresh frequencies coming through, we can latch on. Okay. One of the ways to do it, one of the safest ways to do it, is obviously exponential intelligence, because there are no side effects. The only side effects is you detoxing. Okay. Um, there are other forms of doing it. So men, many other individuals go to a lot of healers. We're not going to be talking about that. Or they use hallucinogenic-type drugs like ayahuasca. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on this special podcast about the use of ayahuasca and then it, it blends into other hallucinogenic drugs which is the same but more so ayahuasca and I want to clarify say the good, the bad, the ugly about ayahuasca it's very important because unknowingly many people think that since it's been done for I don't know, thousands of years through you know the tribes that it's safe it's a safe journey it's people have gone through it there's there's schools of thought that use ayahuasca to accelerate but there's a lot of pitfalls to it okay so we've gathered some questions from from the audience we're going to go through that and then also my observations of what I've seen on working on people through ayahuasca that have used ayahuasca. But first, this is from healthline.com. Just to give you a little brief on what it is, the details of it, what they use it for, uh, side effects, and then the benefits of ayahuasca. And then we'll go into the EI version of the good, the bad, or the ugly side of ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is a brew made from the Bane, Stereopsis, Kappa, and Psychotero Verdes plants. 
I might have slaughtered that. Sorry about that, guys. But you get the gist. Taking ayahuasca leads to an altered level of consciousness due to psychoactive substances in the ingredients. I'm not going to go into the process of how they make ayahuasca uh, in depth, but briefly they keep boiling these plants and they keep they keep filtering out the water and then eventually it gets concentrated, more concentrated, more concentrated. Ayahuasca ceremonies are typically led by an experienced shaman. Ayahuasca takes 20 to 60 minutes to kick in and its effects can last up to six hours. Typical effects include visual hallucinations, euphoria, paranoia, and vomiting. So, so overall, from what I understand, is that you take the ayahuasca, which is obviously poisonous to your system, and then your body goes through, say, these convulsive states, trying to kicking out, kicking out the toxins. And then, since it can't, after you vomit and so on, you start to hallucinate. Again, the poisons start to go into your brain stem. From what I'm seeing, I'm from what, I'm not a doctor, but just as it goes, and it goes directly through your underneath your tongue initially. Starts the uh, expulsion process in vomiting, and then it rapidly goes from the stomach right into, say, the 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 base of the brain, and then it goes up into the brain, and then and it takes a little while before you feel it in your body, and that's probably most likely where the hallucinations start. It's almost a, from what I'm seeing in EI perspective, it's it's almost like dream states. So when dream states happen, there's a chemical that gets gets released. That chemical inhibits you from moving. If that chemical wasn't there, like sometimes it happens in your dreams, like you're running and then you're actually physically running. So there's that chemical that stops you from mechanically acting out your actions in your dream state. Ayahuasca does the same thing. So it's the same it's the same neural network. I'm not a scientist, but again this is what I'm seeing. Uh, it's the same neural network as well your brain uh your your dream center that takes over. Potential benefits of ayahuasca you may experience positive long-term life-altering changes. This may be due to the effects of ayahuasca on the neurological system, just as I explained. This may benefit health, particularly brain health, in a number of ways. It may improve psychological well-being, may increase the, may increase the mindfulness capacity of your brain, and improve your overall psychological well-being may improve mindfulness, mood, and emotional regulation. Regulation. may help treat addiction, anxiety, treatment, resistant depression, and PTSD, and addiction disorders. Okay. So I'm just going to go through the list and tell you why or how ayahuasca does that. Again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not 
a medical doctor or anything like that, but just tapping on how ayahuasca works on your system. Okay. So the positive long-term life-altering changes, the reason why that is, okay, and there's, this is very important, and I'll get into that later, but just right off the bat, okay, ayahuasca, just like anything else, has positive benefits if you are an awakened being, just straight out, okay, this whole talk is about that. Okay. So let me just say it again. Ayahuasca, if you are an awakened being or you are at a level, let's say that you're not awakened, but you're aware of all the crap that you have around you, so it's not part of you, and you're ready to let it go. Okay. I'm going to tell you the difference later on. But if you're an awakened being, these will have benefit side effects like positive long-term life-altering changes. The reason why that happens is because it takes you into a near-death state. It literally borders you on the death space. Now some people might not come back out of that death space depending on how say depressed or suicidal you are because well if you're in that state taking ayahuasca not a very good idea not a good idea at all because again it disconnects you from time and space not going to get into how depression and and, and suicide work uh, in in detail but overall what happens is that you're centered you're in the present moment okay depressed people uh, or suicidal people so that center you get pulled from it further and further and further and further away Okay. The further you are away from your center, the more disconnected you feel. The more disconnected you feel, the more anxious you feel. And then you get to a point where there's a breaking point where, well, it's kind of like Bluetooth, right? Where the, the, the source and um, the receiver, it gets too far away. There's no connection. The connection breaks. Well, that's when you start to start to think about suicide or commit suicide or have a random accident right? there's no randomness by the way right? although it would look in the physical realm so ayahuasca basically takes you to the point and if you're not strong enough well uh, you disconnect so something has to happen either then say, during the event of taking ayahuasca or say later on okay. and I bet you can verify what I say some people randomly have say a death after taking ayahuasca or a strange death or commit suicide so for those individuals who are awakened and you're groomed say for me I was awakened groomed so I had when I had my two near death experiences it allowed me to catapult to higher realms rather than going to level 1, level 2, level 3. It's like I went to level 100. Boom. Obviously there's a detox effect, but since you're groomed you can let go of it really fast. Okay, So that's how that works. Uh, may benefit health, particularly brain health, of course. So overall brain health and some of the other psychological um, you know, benefits of this is basically it resets you because it is a near-death type experience from what I'm seeing. 
because it's a poison. It's a near-death experience. What it does, it puts you close to that near-death space. It resets you in time. Much like having, um, if you've ever had a deep sleep, like really deep sleep, you wake up, right? And then you're so refreshed. Of course, that sleep has probably regenerated you physically, you know, it gives you time to regenerate, re, uh, recapture yourself. But most importantly, the reason why we sleep is because it resets you in time. That's another podcast, by the way. So it brings you back into the present moment or synchronizes you with the universal clock. So the clock of the universe that dictates nature. Where you, your body, is connected to that universal clock to tell you, say, your algorithms, right, day, night, and so on, which 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 would tells you what chemicals to release, what times, and so on like that. So it's very intricate clock systems for you. I'm not going to get into that either. So anyway, it resets everything. That's how it does that. By taking you into that death space, you get deeply reset, and, well, you feel refreshed. Uh, the issue I have with that is how long are you going to stay in that s space before your old patterns start to pull you away? Okay? And this is a bigger, big issue because every time you try ay ayahuasca, well, <clears throat> it resets you, but then like a, a rubber band, your old patterns, your distortions will snap you back to your old settings, your old clock settings, which is of distortion. And then you take ayahuasca, because you're somewhat awakened, and boom, resets you every time. Then what happens, it's like you slam harder and harder and harder back into your reality. So you haven't deleted the programs. So not condoning or promoting uh, ayahuasca in any way. However, if you're doing EI and you've gotten to the point where you can really let go of everything and again, it's a deep feeling. Some people get attracted to hallucinogens like ayahuasca or something similar to that where it, you're awakened, like I said, it allows you to sink into that perfect timing, right? And then you stay there. That's the key. You're groomed enough you're strong enough to stay in your in sync with the universal clock, which is obviously of abundance all the time. Okay? So it's rapid achievement. So that's a benefit. <clears throat> but again, I highly, highly caution you that you should be awakened. Okay? Uh, may help treat addiction, anxiety, treatment, uh, resistant depression, PTSD, those are all time functions. All those things are time functions. Any type of addiction, if you were present in the moment, strong, completely in your full capacity, you would not be addicted or anchoring or needing to anchor to anything, right? Time distortion. Uh, anxiety, um, treatment resistant depression, what the hell does that mean? Um, so uh, and then PTSD. So basically, those individuals, what happens through whatever situation um, you've been, say, traumatized. So you are scared of being in your body or in the moment, the present. So you step out 
hence you have anxiety like I mentioned earlier how that works and then further enough away remember we go into suicide so from there uh, ayahuasca resets you back into time and then you're good to go again if you're at a level that you are awakened you probably get me you probably get bored hearing this but you know, repetition is very important in this case so if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it safe okay so that's just the that's not even the meat of this stuff uh, of the content that we're talking about potential side effects taking ayahuasca can result in serious side effects as it can interact with many medications and may worsen some medical conditions those with medical conditions should not seek symptoms should not seek symptom relief by participating in an ayahuasca ceremony. Uh, again, this is through healthline.com. Okay. Oh, I forgot to tell you the treatment-resistant depression. What that means is those individuals who really don't have depression, most depression that I see, or anxiety, or suicide, is or ADD, ADHD, and all those similar type of situations, is that it's not a chemical imbalance, although it could lead to one, but basically you're out of time. So when you take, you know, antidepressants, what happens is that it disconnects you from your body's ability to stay in, uh, in time even worse. Since you can't handle being in time or you don't know how to, right? That autonomic, say, nervous system, spiritual nervous system is not available to you it's not working it's not functioning you take medication it well it totally lib, uh, obliterates it and then you you know disconnect and this is where the side effects of severe more depression suicidal effects those things happen again that disconnect from time so hence treatment resistant so the opposite happens when you take those drugs ayahuasca again it sets you back into time that's what EI does by the way it just does it more uh, at a safer pace although some of you detox quite heavily um, imagine what ayahuasca would do for you you would just flip over not a good thing um, aside from these dangers participating in in an ayahuasca ceremony means putting your life in the shaman's hands as they're in charge of the ingredients added to the brew as well as determining proper dosing and monitoring you for potential life-threatening side effects. And that's not the only thing. That's just the physical ramifications or the physical responsibilities of, say, that so-called shaman or professional. Because, and it's sad to say, most individuals who who are offering ayahuasca ceremonies they're not real shamans and they're not real professionals okay? so just as a reminder so summary according to current research ayahuasca may may protect brain cells and stimulate neural cell growth it may also boost mood improve mindfulness and treat depression and addiction disorders though more research is needed to confirm these effects so so now that we have a good basis a good understanding of ayahuasca uh, let's jump into the questions 
<clears throat> Here's one of the questions. It's a great question. You never have even you never have even experienced using ayahuasca. So why are you even talking about it? So that's a question directed towards me. Fantastic question. I love it. Okay. Uh, it's because well, with the abilities that I have, I can generate any frequency. So I can actually get you in an ayahuasca state, and maybe we'll do that. So if you, if you, and I've done it with uh, marijuana uh, on 420. Um, so coming back to ayahuasca, uh, I can generate the same frequencies of ayahuasca without the side effects for you. So that's number one. So I can see what happens or how it happens. I can tap into people who've used ayahuasca. In fact, I've worked on plenty who've used ayahuasca in a very detrimental way. Okay? Or that kundalini experience that say people feel initially and then after their nervous system, you know, it wreaks havoc on them. So I don't have to experience it myself. You don't have to experience something to actually see what goes on, especially with my abilities. Uh, you can see the full, say, scope of the hows, the whys, the mechanics. There's plenty of people who've done it. I can tap into that consciousness. I can tap into the consciousness of how ayahuasca works, the consciousness of actual ayahuasca, where it comes from, how it dictates, how it helps you hallucinate. Again, I don't have to experience it. It's not a good reference point. Uh, a lot of people use this. goes, well, you've never experienced it, so you don't know. Well, if you are experiencing something, no matter what the hell it is, okay, good or bad, success, uh, drugs, um, sex, whatever it is, it's your experience. It's your version of experience. So if you've come through uh, abuse pattern, for example, and you're experiencing anything, you're going to freaking run through abuse, abusive type patterns through sex, through success, through ayahuasca. So if you're running success patterns, well, it's going to be different. So everybody's different. So, so don't, yeah, you can gauge what other people say. You know, there's a ton of documentaries. Obviously, it's going to be positive facts because they want to sell you stuff and all that. So gauge on how you run your patterns. Not what other people do. Okay? So I step outside of that realm. I don't look at it through my patterns. I look at it as, as it is. So there's no filtering. There's no prejudice on my part. I see the benefits. I see the negatives. In not just one case, overall, plus then an overall consciousness of that ayahuasca state. So basically more authority than, I would say, even the, the shamans or the experts that study it at a scientific level. Because even their scientific approach, they're seeing it through their filters, right? So enhancing their research. Uh, and then the shamans, they have a lot of belief systems. They really don't know how it works. They just know that it works at some level. And then they attach cultural meanings, right? spiritual meanings that might not be accurate, might not work in all situations as well. So again, a, a clearer expert than anything that I've mentioned.
Can it be done and not be distorting? Yes. It seems like everyone who does it ends up distorted somehow. That's the key. So let me just jump into that just a bit. So can it be done without being distorted? Yes, definitely it can be done for those individuals who are at a higher frequency or run, or say run success frequencies. And this is, this is the rub. People who run success frequencies, most likely, you know, their, their, their first, second, third, or maybe fourth, fifth uh, chance of doing ayahuasca or any other drug back in the day was LSD, right? They would have fantastic awakenings. They would have fantastic ideas, concepts, right? A lot of great musicians, a lot of great artists, architects, um, financiers, people on Wall Street, right? They have they had fantastic realizations, made a lot of great, say, contributions, but then look at their lives. Over time, they got destroyed by LSD or whatever other drug, and then ayahuasca as well. Right? Although ayahuasca, say, is a pure form versus some of the um, mechanical drugs or LSD is a manufactured drug. So the key is that they run success patterns. Right? So they use ayahuasca, they benefit from it because they're success patterns. But then, since they're just running success patterns and they're not running 360 degrees of abundance patterns, EI success, so whatever the distortion that got them to become successful. Say that they were being abused. This is just one example out of I don't know, many. Say they got they got abused. They run success patterns, right? Say they've used that abuse never to happen, to never let it happen again, right? So that's why they become successful. It's been a great stick. But then what happens is that success abuses them. They keep having to perpetuate success to feel safe. They didn't let go of it. So so they they didn't control the underlying pattern of what got them successful. Okay? So now they use ayahuasca. They become more successful because they're running success patterns. And then just like success, over time, it dictates not the effects of ayahuasca. It dictates on it dictates on how you run your programming. So again, over time, ayahuasca will start to destroy you, use you, um, the brain benefits that it has for you. Again, since it's a poison at a physical level, just chemical compounds, it's a poison. You can't keep using it over and over again. I, 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 <clears throat> I, I tell people to use hydrogen peroxide at say a 3% solution or less, it's beneficial for you. But if you amp that, you know, say 10%, well at 10% you'd have skin burns, right? At, at 50% it's explosive at like, well they can't keep it stable at 100% but close to say 90% or 95%, it's rocket fuel, hydrogen peroxide. It's very dangerous. Same thing here with ayahuasca, the more you take it, it becomes a toxin becomes a poison for you so the benefits of what it does in your cell structure it just it's it sterilizes initially from what I'm seeing 
again not a medical doctor it sterilizes the environment for you so the cells have a clean environment to thrive and, and that's why I probably use the hydrogen peroxide it's very similar to hydrogen peroxide where it doesn't say leave a residue hydrogen peroxide goes into your system it doesn't leave a residue it turns into hydrogen um, water and hydrogen H2O yeah so anyway beneficial for you oxygen turns into water oxygen so so the same thing with ayahuasca there's no residue so it's a clean environment so it cleans all the toxins all the garbage and everything else that creates um, this could be good for Alzheimer's and so on from what I'm seeing again not a doctor but that's what I'm seeing but over a while after a while you use it well it starts to eat away your own cell structure because there's nothing else to eat away so that's where it gets detrimental so you know, four or five trips in a very short time period, which some schools of thought um, suggest. You know, you get those four or five trips in, and you know you're really going to ascend higher. I don't see it that way. I just see long-term negative effects on your brain, your cellular structure in the brain, and the nervous system, the base of your brain, the central nervous system. So. Don't quote me on it, but that's what I'm seeing. Um, so, so we covered on why we get distorted, right? Almost everyone gets distorted because they're not running 360 degrees. They're not running EI success frequencies, although it might be beneficial. Uh, there's more to that. I just want to go through these questions. I just want to make sure I don't answer this question later on. So we'll go, I'll make a note of it. So just give me a second here. Here we go. How important is the clarity of the guide in the process? That's the most important thing. It's not even the quality of the drug, although it's beneficial. <coughs> I mean, think of it. You're putting a toxin in your body. You're putting a poison in your body. So what you're saying is like you want to have a pure poison put into your body. The dosage is important, but as far as purity goes, I mean, they're all toxins, different levels of toxins. So you're going to have multiple toxins rather than just single toxin. So, so the importance and the clarity of the guide in the process that's the most important thing just like any other learning experience whether it's shamanism or the shaman that's or the professional that's guiding you in this process whether you're going to a church you know and the priest is talking or the mullah or who, who I don't know whatever whoever they call themselves okay? uh, spiritual and religious leaders it's not the content of what they're telling you they're teaching you it's who they are just like EI again I don't teach you anything specific I don't teach you a modality I teach you to be your purest possible essence of yourself and then many of you have become great healers great mothers great fathers because you're the purest possible essence of 
a healer, a father, a mother, a kid. It's got nothing to do with the physicalness of this reality. It's only about 1%. So think about it. Back in the day, right, when ayahuasca wasn't popular, I mean way back when the tribes were using it, there were medicine men that tapped into a source and said, hey, boil these two plants, uh, three plants, and do it in this way. They just didn't run into accent. There was a consciousness right, that allowed them to do that, that allowed them to figure it out. That's what those medicine men do. Now, if you think about medicine men, are they of the purest source? Some of them are, some of them aren't. But there, there aren't EI awakened levels. Because to be medicine men, you'd only have to rise up to the power of nature. Or how herbs, plants, uh, the jungle work. Okay. It's not a high level. Although many people think it's you know the nature of God, so to speak. So, when you're at that level say, of nature, it's most likely for humans, there's an essence of decay in it. Again, that's another podcast. So these medicine men, again, they might be of good benefit, they might be, you know, of not good character. So, they've created ayahuasca. Some of the shamans, the true shamans, I can see. So these shamans, to be a shaman, basically you would go out into the mountains and wait to get hit by lightning a couple times. If you survive, well, you're a true shaman. That's how you become a true shaman. So out of the shamans you know, how many have been really hit by lightning or even have ventured out you know, for months out into the forest? to understand nature in its deepest sense, connect with time in its deepest sense, because when you're in nature, just raw nature, say the jungle, I've been there, it forces you, it commands you to be in perfect timing with with the universal clock, just like EI does. You can't hold on to any of your shadows, distortions, abuse patterns, ego, anything like that. Otherwise, nature will destroy you. Hence, a true, pure shaman. Plus, getting hit by lightning, well, the closest thing to near death. Right? And again, you're pure, you're clean, you get hit by lightning, or maybe some other, although they use lightning, there's other ways of having a near death. You come back into your pure self, just like I did. So those are true shamans. So again, I ask you, how many professionals, scientists, look at all the distortions that they come through. Uh, those people who think they're shamans. So probably just maybe a handful of real shamans that are still out there. All right, this was the conclusion in part one of ayahuasca, the good, bad, and ugly. 
Join me on the next podcast, part two, where we go in-depth on how to use ayahuasca properly to maintain those higher levels of high-performance consciousness. As always, notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you're noticing.